Thanks to this season's presenting sponsor, Driscoll's. Only the finest berries. Hello, young chefs, and welcome back to Mystery Recipe. I'm Molly Birnbaum, editor-in-chief of America's Test Kitchen Kids. And I'm Mitzi, oven mitt, right-hand gal, and co-host on the show. Every week, we'll be talking about the fun, fantastical, and fascinating sides of a different kitchen ingredient. And at the end of the season, we'll use all the ingredients to cook a mystery recipe together. Can you guess what our mystery recipe will be? So far, we know it will use salt, heavy cream, and butter. We'll be finding out our fourth ingredient today. We've got a great episode for you as well. First up, our official ingredient guesser, Leilani, is back for more Sound Clue fun. Then, Champ is here with a very fancy guest in The Scoop. Fancy, huh? Seems like it. Shall I break out my finest top hat to greet them, methinks? Well, Champ is on location again this week, so I'm not sure we'll be greeting them in person. I know, but I still feel like maybe I should. While you think it over, let's head to our theme. Looks good. I bet it tastes good. Ooh. Hey, do you want a spoonful of honey? Mystery recipe. I think I'm going to go for it, Molly. You go right ahead, Mitzi. It's been so long since I've gotten to wear it. I mean, everything's been remote for a while now. We aren't doing a lot of formal events these days, you know? Something I'd like to work on, Molly. Not sure if you'd care to join me in that. Going to more formal events? Yeah, just finding some excuses to break out the old top hat, you know? Sure do. Speaking of, where did I put the tall guy? I love that we cleaned up here, but we moved everything around. I bet it's in that fancy hat box on top of the shelf over there. Aha! I bet you're right, Molly. Let me just, uh, climb up here. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha! Yep, it's in here. Hey, fancy schmancy hat. Oh, hell, I've missed you. Mitzi. Oh, wow, that whole shelf fell right on top of you. Are you okay? Oh, it's okay. I broke my own fall. Just landed on my head is all. Ouch. Sorry to hear it, Mitzi. Yeah, oh no, I hit my head. Remember last time? I'm filled with dread. Filled with dread? What are you nervous about, Mitzi? Well, last time I fell, I forgot how to interpret Oliver's meows. Right. Well, do you want to give him a call and see if you can understand him, Mitzi? That sounds good. I'll give him a call and see if I can understand him after my fall. Okay. Hey, the top hat landed right on your head, at least, Mitzi. It looks really nice. Thank you, Molly. Bestest friend who always knows how to make me smile again. I'll be back. Only time will tell if I forgot how to talk to Oliver when I fell. Huh. Listeners, did you notice that Mitzi was being weirdly rhymy? Anyway, we should probably get started with our first segment. Listeners, it's time for Guess the Ingredient. For Guess the Ingredient, I'm going to play three sounds, and you at home get to try and guess what ingredient will be our theme for this week. Are you ready to play? Here we go. 
Hmm, any guesses? I'll let you think it over while I call up our official ingredient guesser, Leilani. Leilani is 13 years old and is from Kissimmee, Florida. How's it going, Leilani? Hi, I'm doing great. I am so glad to hear it. And we are, as always, happy to have you back to help our listeners guess this week's theme. Shall we play our first sound? We shall. This one kind of sounded like a whistle in the first bit, and then maybe some things sliding together. Was it like a dry sound or a wet sound? Um, I think it was more dry. Okay. All really good thoughts. Let's keep that in mind and move on to our next sound. All right, this one sounds like paper. Same sound as in a previous episode? Yeah, I think so. All right, so what does that tell us? Well, the last one was salt being unwrapped. So, something that's wrapped in paper. Okay, well, let's hear the third sound and go from there. All right, this one definitely sounded metallic. Um, Like maybe a spoon hitting a bowl or something. That's a really good guess. It's definitely the sound of a spoon, maybe not in a bowl, but you are on the right track for that. So listeners, what are you thinking now? And Leilani, before you make your guess, I have some quick hints for you and our listeners in case they haven't already figured it out. This ingredient doesn't spoil. It has no expiration date. There are lots of ways to make it. It's commonly made from a cane, but can sometimes be made from beets. And it's used to make things sweet. So, Leilani, based on these hints and our sound clues, what do you think our ingredient will be this week? I'm thinking sugar. You nailed it again. That is correct. Welcome to Sugar Week. We have covered sugar on our show before, back in season one and season two, but it is such an important and well-loved ingredient, we want to make sure it's got its own week once again. So, Leilani, now that you know that it's sugar, are those sounds making a little bit more sense? I think so, because the first one reminds me of a whistling teapot. So that makes me think of tea, which you would put sugar in, right? That does make sense. That's actually not what that sound was. You were right with the pouring. It was actually the sound of pouring sugar out of a container. So I think when the sugar hits that metal container, it makes a higher pitch sound. And then when it starts to fill up, it gets lower. Yeah, like when you pour rice. Exactly. Very similar. Tiny things being poured into a metal container. And then that second sound. Second one is paper. So like with the salt one, you would have it wrapped in it. Yeah, like a sugar packet, exactly. And then the third one. The third one was the sound of a cup, so tea. That is exactly pouring sugar into tea or coffee or some other warm drink and stirring it around. So excellent job yet again. Thank you so much, Leilani, and we will see you again next week. Awesome. I look forward to it. Ollie, I'm back! 
Please don't fear. I got a hold of Oliver. We are in the clear. I can't understand him after all. This is nothing like my previous fall. Mitzi, did Oliver maybe mention anything about the way you're talking? You know, he started to, but I had to go. We're in the middle of an episode, you know. I know, I just... Mitzi, ever since you fell, you've been talking in rhyming couplets. Rhyming couplets? Molly, you're funny. Hey, do you want a spoonful of honey? No, not really. Yeah, me neither. I don't know why I said that. Anyway, don't you just love my new top hat? I do, Mitzi. I could sit here and talk about this hat all day, but it's about time we get the scoop underway. You're right. Plus, maybe Champ can help us get to the bottom of this. Hey, Champ, can you hear me? Loud and clear. Hi, Molly. Hi, Mitzi. Hi there, Champ. Hope you're doing all right. Cannot wait for today's sugary insight. Hey, nice rhymes there, Mitzi. See, I knew I wasn't imagining it. Nice rhymes? Yeah, what you talking about? Molly said that, too. I can't figure it out. If I were rhyming, wouldn't I know? I've been speaking in couplets for half of the show. Yeah, I mean, all that rhyme, Missy. You you aren't doing this on purpose? No, champ. She fell and hit her head at the beginning of the episode, and now— Now, I talk in all rhymes, and I can't even tell, all because I hit my head when I fell. I need to figure this out. If you'll both excuse me— Yeah, what do I do? This is all confusing. It'll be okay, Mitzi. We'll figure this one out. Oh, this is terrible. Wah, and boo-hoo. It's almost as bad as googly-doo. Yikes. Uh, do you think that's all from hitting her head, Molly? I think it might be. Hopefully she can figure out a solution. But in the meantime, Champ, I think we should try and move on to The Scoop. Where are you today? Well, I'm reporting today from my favorite tea house. I'm here today to talk to Sugar Cube, Squee Air. How are you today, Squee? Oh, I'm great, champ. It's a pleasure, I'm sure. The pleasure's all mine. No, I know it is. That's what I was saying. It's a pleasure, I'm sure, to get to talk to me. Well, we'll hear more from Champ and Squee right after this quick word from our sponsors. Grown-ups, these ads are for you. I want to tell you about our sponsor, Driscoll's. Driscoll's raspberries are a sweet and delicious snack straight out of the container that you can enjoy all year long. I shared some with my kids, Olive and Toby. What are we snacking on now? Raspberries. Driscoll's, the company, asked me to find my favorite people to split some raspberries with, and I wanted to share them with you guys. How does it feel to share them with me? Amazing. You know what I like about it? I get to spend time with you. Me too. The sweetness isn't just inside these Driscoll's raspberries. It's also in the moments they help make. Just add only the finest raspberries to make your everyday moments a little sweeter. Visit driscolls.com slash ATK to discover more. Raspberries, raspberries, you're so sweet. Hey, grown-ups! We wanted to tell you all about another way you can explore the kitchen with the young chefs in your life. My first cookbook from America's Test Kitchen Kids. This cookbook is designed to introduce kids ages 5 to 8 to the kitchen, along with their grown-ups, with as much mixing, rolling, scrunching, and squishing as possible. Our producer, Chad, has never had a cookbook of his own before, so we thought we'd put some of these recipes to the test— 
We made the No Bake Energy Bites, a perfect after-school snack that you can make just the way your young chef likes it. Yeah, as this... long as you have the base of the nut butter and the oats, you can add other dried fruit, you could add coconut, you can do nuts like sliced almonds. Amazing. There really are endless possibilities. Yeah, this is great. This is just a ball of ingredients. <laughs> it, it is a ball of ingredients. <laughs> Delicious ones. Amazing. Yeah, I guess just is a little... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, really, all food is just a ball of ingredients That's when you true. think about it. Yeah. Isn't life just a ball of ingredients? It's kind of really you know? deep here. It's just uh, what you get from my first cookbook. <laughs> Life philosophy. Yeah, really get to and dig really deep. really simple recipes. Perfect for kids ages 5 to 8. Get the energy for those big talks, you know. Check out this recipe and so many more in my first cookbook from America's Test Kitchen Kids, which you can find wherever books are sold. And we're back. And it's time for the scoop. Champ, take it away. Thanks, Molly. Today, I'm here in one of my favorite tea houses talking with the Sugar Cube. Would you like to introduce yourself for us, please? Sure, I would. Hello, my name is Squee. Squee Air, and I am. I would say as much of an artist as I am a work of art. I am a cube of sugar, a sugar cube, if you will, here in a little dish at a tea house, a dish that sits right at the crossroads of being on display and useful. Crossroads of being on display and useful. Can you tell me more about that? Well, sure. I am an example of where form meets function. A crossroad is like an intersection, literally where two roads meet. You might be at a crossroad when you stop at a stoplight in your car, but there are other kinds of intersections too. You can have intersectional identities as well. Intersectional identities? What do you mean? Ah, champ, I've been here moments and we're already unpacking one of the deep core truths about my art. An identity is how a person thinks about themselves, but we might think about ourselves in more than one way. I, for example, have intersectional identities because I identify both as sugar and the cube. Oh, that makes sense. My intersecting identities are that I'm black and male. Absolutely right, champ. So when I said I was at the crossroads of form and function, I mean that I am useful as sugar and beautiful to look at as a perfect little bitty cube. That leads me to my next question, Squee. Why a cube? excellent, if not a predictable question, champ. I will answer you with a performance. Oh, like a, a, like a skit? No, not like a skit. A performance. <clears throat> Can we get some lights in here? No, I know. There are other customers. They want to watch too. Please, the lights. Thank you. Now, the year is 1841. We are in Dachitsa. Where is Dachitsa? It's in the Czech Republic, a country in Europe, but this performance is not interactive. Oh, sorry. Hi. Not interactive. Ahem. It is 1841. We're in Dachitsa. Oh, how I love living through the Industrial Revolution in Europe. Everything's getting easier. Machines and factories are making our lives better at every turn. 
So many new inventions are happening here. Being me, Lady Yuliana Rod, the wife of Swiss citizen Jakub Christoph Rod, who is a highly skilled director of the local sugar refinery, sure has his perks too. Like this wonderful free sugar loaf I'm about to use to sweeten my tea. Sugar loaf? Sorry, was that a question for Lady Yuliana Rod? Because I am Lady Yuliana Rod right now. Oh, sure. Uh, what is a sugar loaf? What is a sugar loaf? <laughs> Oh, silly boy. A sugar loaf, of course, is a large cone-shaped block of sugar about the size of a loaf of bread. It's how sugar used to, I mean, is currently packaged and sold in the current year, which is 1841. Everyone knows that. Anyways, let me just take this sharp knife here, which I often use to break off enough sugar to sweeten my tea. And I'll just... Oh! 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 Oh no! I've cut my hand! Husband! Husband! Come quick! I've cut my hand with a knife! Oh, um, are you talking to me? Of course I'm talking to you, Jakob. You are my husband. Jakob, Jakob. Oh, why must our sugar come in such big and horrible loaves? I just hate it. Cutting pieces off has caused me to cut my hand. Oh, I'm very sorry. What's that, Jakob? You are going to use your experience running a sugar refinery to come up with a solution to your dear wife's problem? Motivated by your love for me, you are going to change the way people around the world sweeten their tea forever? Oh, Jakob, I love you. I know someday soon you'll return to me with a box of hundreds of sugar cubes to show me that you had not forgotten about that minor inconvenience I had that one time. Ah, uh, I pray that years from now, in 1983 to be exact, a granite memorial of a sugar cube will be built in one of the squares of Dachitsa to commemorate this invention. And then, maybe shortly after, in 2003, say, the town of Dachitsa could also unveil a small plaque immortalizing your cube-shaped act of love. And scene. Bravo, Squee. Bravo. Thank you, champ. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. Champ, you played your part excellently as well. You think so? Yeah, sure. So, Squee, sugar cubes have been around for a long time, it sounds like. Why do you think they aren't more common today? Fashion, dear boy. What do you mean? Well, fashion is a cycle, of course. When something is cool, it is in fashion. When it is uncool, it is out of fashion. For decades, things looking finely crafted, machine-made, having perfectly squared, clean lines like me, this was in fashion. But nowadays, the fashion clock's pendulum has swung back in the opposite direction. Now everyone wants things to look natural. Something like raw sugar is all the rage. Sugar cubes just aren't as common anymore, I'm afraid. Oh, Sorry you aren't in fashion anymore, Squee. Oh, don't be sorry, champ. It's the life of an artist. What's important is that I keep true to who I am. Understand? I can love my perfect, square-clean lines and industrial, produced, and finely made shape, even if it's not what's cool right at this moment. Because the fashion clock's pendulum will swing back in my direction someday. 
It always does. Well, I think that's our scoop for today, Molly. Sugar cubes were invented in the Czech Republic in the 1840s. Fashion is a cycle, and everyone has intersectional identities. Back to you, Molly. Thanks, Champ, and thanks so much to Squee for that moving performance. Golly, Molly, what should I do? I recorded myself. What you're saying is true. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Recording myself so I can listen to me. If the scoop is over, then we're about out of time. Meanwhile, I'm still here speaking in rhyme. Well, remember last time when you fell and couldn't understand Oliver anymore? What did you do to solve that problem? Well, that time the issue went away on its own when I fell doing yoga and (gasps) hold the phone. I remember last time I hit my head again. Maybe this time that too will bring these rhymes to an end. I guess it's worth a shot, though I never recommend that anyone hit their heads on purpose. That's very dangerous. Just be careful, Mitzi. In the meantime, listeners, we are just about out of time for today. But before we go, we have one segment left. Listeners, let's hear from a young chef just like you about what they are cooking up at home. Hi, my name is Lily Acree, and I'm seven years old. We made these pretzel rolls and they were really good. And we dumped them in baking soda water. And then we put them on the pan. And then we cooked them. We used them for hamburgers. And they were really good. Bye. If you want to have your submission featured on the show, you can. Grown-ups, have your young chefs leave us a voicemail by calling 1-833-KIDS-ATK today. That's 1-833-543-7285. Just tell us your name, how old you are, and what you are cooking up at home, and we'll use as many of them as we can. Bad news. I climbed up that shelf and I did a swan dive. The wind hitting my face made me feel so alive, but re-hitting my head did not do the trick. I need a solution and I need it quick. Mitzi, question. You started rhyming when you put on that top hat, didn't you? Yes, this all started when I put on the hat. Why do you ask? Where are you going with that? Do you think maybe it could be the hat causing the problem? A hat making me rhyme? How can that be? Ha! Molly Birnbaum, you sure are funny. Well, let's just give it a try, Mitzi. See what happens if you take it off. Well, okay. I guess I'll humor you. Here we go. See? Didn't work. Oh? Uh, wait a minute. Molly! Molly! Ah, you did it again, Molly! Saving the day! Wow! Who saw that coming? A magical top hat that makes its wearer speak in rhymes? <laughs> not me. I did not have that on my bingo card for today. But you figured it out and saved the day. Oh, thank goodness. Thank you, Molly. Thank goodness is right. Glad to have you back as your non-rhyming self, Mitzi. Great to be back, Molly. Grateful to be back. Well, we are out of time for today. We'll be back next time with more sweet, sugary learning for you. And remember, at the end of the season, we'll use all of our ingredients in a very special mystery recipe to cook together. Can you guess what it is yet? So far, we know it will use salt, heavy cream, butter, and sugar. If you love Mystery Recipe, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And if you like our show, feel free to share it with a friend or leave us a review. 
Give us some stars and tell us what you think. We love hearing from you. Until next time, keep, keep on, on cooking. cooking. Mystery Recipe is hosted by me, Molly Birnbaum, and I am Roasted Salted Cashews. Chad Chennai is our writer and producer. He is a big barrel of cheese puffs. Andrea Vobjin is a white cheddar cheese it and Katie O'Hara is a goldfish cracker, and they are both contributing writers on our show. Scoring, sound design, and mixing by Chester Guazda, an apple, and Matt Boynton, a salt and vinegar potato chip of ultraviolet audio. Jonathan Roberts composed our theme music and his popcorn. Our director of post-production is Jen Margolis. She is a Twix. Our director of production is Diane Knox, who is also salsa. Fact-checking by Julia Arwin, a nacho cheese Dorito. Our executive producer is Caitlin Kelleher, and she's a spicy pickle. Jack Bishop is the chief creative officer of America's Test Kitchen. He's a tortilla chip. David Nussbaum is our CEO, and he's a chocolate-covered pretzel. Special thanks to our senior science editor, Paul Adams, executive editor, Kristen Sargianis, executive food editor, Susanna McFerrin, art director, Gabby Hominoff, deputy food editor, Afton Cyrus, associate editors, Andrea Vavjan, Katie O'Hara, and Tess Berger, editorial assistant, Julia Arwin, photo test cook, Ashley Stoyanov, and test cook, Faye Yang. This episode featured the voices of Kira O'Sullivan, Champ Hollins, and Tiffany Witcher. Thanks again to our sponsors, Driscoll's, The National Mango Board, OXO, and Green Pan. Mystery Recipe is a production of America's Test Kitchen Kids. Where did you get that hat anyways, Mitzi? Oh, just from this really nice old lady. She was cool. She had a big pointy hat and a long black cloak and this really charming laugh. It sounded like, I'll get you. Huh. She was a witch, wasn't she, Molly? Sounds like she might have been. Yeah, that would explain the whole flying away on a broomstick part, too. Very cool to watch. <laughs> Hi, grown-ups. I wanted to tell you a little bit about our newsletter. If you love the fun food content we share on Mystery Recipe, then sign up today for our ATK Kids newsletter to receive even more recipes, activities, and stories from me straight to your inbox. As a mom of two, I always try to include things that are important to my family, and it's a great way to hear about all the new things we are cooking up at ATK. Plus, every new email added will be entered for a chance to win three free ATK Kids books for toddlers through teens. We'll draw 10 winners every month while the promotion lasts. And we have some great books available all the time. Head to atkkids.com newsletter to sign up today for your chance to win.